Winning the war in your mind. A constant struggle for all of us. And we see this struggle happen in the Apostle Paul, who was literally transformed by God. He used to be one of the biggest church haters and then became the most strongest church planter of all time. We see Paul, but he wrestled with the war in his mind constantly. We see this progress happen in his life. And in Romans 12 too, here's what he says. He says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. He says to not be conformed by this world, okay, right, and to then be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And we get this. We know this is what we should want and, and, and should be going after, but it's way easier said than done to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Here's a question for us today is why is it that Sometimes we make decisions that don't make any sense. Why is it that we make irrational decisions? I mean, why is it that sometimes we might say, you know what, I'm going to start eating better. And then you're good for two days, and then two days later, your mom comes over to your house with homemade baked banana cookies with this almost like heavenly frosting that's on top, and you eat the whole plate. It's not my fault. It's my mom's fault, right? Not my fault. Why is it that we say we want to be good with our money? We want to make good financial decisions and save more this quarter. But then we walk into a store empty-handed, but then walk out of the store not empty-handed, buying something we really didn't need with money that we didn't really have. Why, why is it that when we have a test that we have to, 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 you know, finals, and we have to have a test that we have to finish, and we know we need to go to a good night's sleep, and we know we should probably study more, but instead we hop on Fortnite or Roblox till 3 a.m. in the morning? Why, why is it that sometimes we make decisions where we've wronged someone, and we know that we were in the wrong, but yet we never own up to the mistake that we've made? Why is it that we make irrational decisions, that we're not transformed by the renewing of our mind, and we make decisions that don't make any sense in our lives. Now, I'm not what you call a handy guy, okay? I'm not what you call a handy guy, but my father-in-law, yeah, he's a handy guy. And that has caused sometimes, you know, some marital tension in the home because when the honeydew chore list comes on and my wife starts rating the honeydew chore list and then she starts giving uh, jobs to her father instead of to me because she doesn't think I can handle it. And so she's like, yeah, I'll just call my dad on that one. I'm like, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. And then my woes turn into, oh, Tim the Tool Man Taylor. I'm like, I got this. I can do this. So I'll never forget one time our, our room was always hot, always hot. And so I was like, we've got to change the light. And we need to put a ceiling light fan combo with the dimmer in. So I go to the store to get a ceiling light fan combo with the dimmer in. And then I head back home with that ceiling light fan combo with the dimmer in. And I take the old light down and I'm putting it back up. And I'm getting it all wired, getting it all set up. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to show Jen that I got this. You can count on me. I got this. No worries. And then I flick the switch. Light goes on. Not a problem. Flick the switch to get that fan going. Fan ain't going got to be kidding me. So I get up on there, switch it around, get it all set, get all the wires going, okay, I think I'm good, get back down, flick the fan on, oh yeah, she's spinning. Flick the light on, no light, not working. So then I go back up there and I get it all switched, trying to get it all down again. Then I go, flick the light on, working, flick the fan on, working, dimmer, not working. 
Raise the white, white flag. I can't hold my arms up anymore. Here comes dad. He comes right up, gets around there, mix it all up. He's like, yep, looks like you got the wires crossed again, Travis. Not a problem. Done in a minute or less. And the fan and the dimmer and the light is all working. You know, we all got our giftings. We've all got our giftings. I tell you that story today because we make irrational decisions in our lives because oftentimes in our brains, we can get the wires crossed within our brains. Our brains, as we've been talking about in this series, are not static. They're constantly growing. They're constantly evolving. They're like a computer. And easier, it gets easier over time to think specific thoughts other than positive thoughts or negative thoughts. We are creating right these neural pathways, these billions of neural pathways in our brains that we're constantly creating. I, I like how Dr. Caroline Leaf, who wrote the book, Switch On Your Brain, look at what she says. As we think, we change the physical nature of our brain. As we consciously direct our thinking, we can wire out toxic patterns of thinking and replace them with these healthy thoughts within our brains. Oftentimes, what happens in our minds is where we win or lose the battle that, are, that is going on in, in our lives. Our minds are literally like a battlefield and there's a great enemy who is coming after us, who's coming after our thoughts, trying to, to take us down, trying to, to, to be sneaky with these lies that come inside of our minds. And I know that I can get attacked so much in my mind. And so often I can win, but oftentimes I can lose. And I can become ugly in my mind. I can think negatively and I can be filled with anxiety and I can be filled with worry. This past week, when I think about the battle in my mind, I completely lost. I completely lost. So I've always struggled with medical anxiety. Uh, when I start thinking internally about things medically happening to me, for whatever reason, I go into fight or flight mode and I'll pass right out. I'll pass right out. They call it syncope. The doctors tell me it's the case of syncope. And, you know, I, I go on hospital visitations and I'm constantly like singing a worship song in my head or I'm saying, you know, cast my cares upon you. You know, I'm trying to get, get me riled up in my mind so I can not pass out on hospital visitations, which has happened before. Uh, it has happened before. And so to this week, uh, I had to go to the ear doctor because our worship leader, Justin, and the team wanted to gift me with these inner ear monitors. And so you have to go in and they shove these foam things down your ears and then they put this goop inside your ear that creates this mold that comes out. Well, they noticed that there was this skin piece in my ear that needed to be taken out because it would affect the mold. And so, long and behold, here comes the head doctor called Dr. Hug. And Dr. Hug comes into the room, and let's just say he wasn't so huggy. He was a little more pokey and pulls out this, I'm not exaggerating, this long of a contraption piece to go inside my ear. Well, as soon as that thing pulled out, well, I'm not going to explain it to you. Here's what happens to me. Oh, wall clammy. Oh, I gotta come back too. Totally passing yeah. out. Oh. When I got my first tattoo, I turned completely white. You're mm. not. And then, um, actually, we should have sugar. We should have brought some candy or something. Oh my gosh, I'm sweating. Justin's filming, loving every moment of it. Oh, crap. <laughs> totally 
lost the war in my mind. I lost the battle with my medical anxiety that I can struggle with so often. I lost that battle. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're trying to deal with is how do we deal with the war that is waging in our minds? And we're giving us specific tools to handle the battles that all of us are facing, whether it's medical anxiety or negative thinking. So many different ways that we are battling thoughts that are happening within our mind. But before we dive in today, I want to pray for you and pray for me. Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for inventing the mind. Help us to understand our minds better so that we can move closer to you to combat the enemy's schemes against us and hold on to your truth. Control my speech, control my tongue. I lift up whoever's watching right now, God, that you would help them to take what they need to take today to move closer to you. I pray this in the power of your son's name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So I hope you're ready. If you're ready, just stay ready wherever you're at. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And what we've talked about and what is so important for us to remember is as we fight this battle, the weapon that we use is not of this world. It is a weapon of divine power that has the ability to take captive the strongholds of the enemy against our lives. And so as we've talked about Paul, I want to talk about Paul for a moment. So Philippians 4 verse 8, here's what Paul says. He says, and now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. He's given his final thought. After all that you've heard, after all that you've experienced, I want to give you one final thing, one final thought to hold on to. Now, you got to understand, Paul is in prison. He's pretty much on the road to be executed. He had a dream that he wanted to go to Rome to preach the gospel, and he couldn't get there. He's in jail. He's imprisoned, chained. So you would think he would say one final thing uh, and start complaining about where is God? Why didn't he do this? What's going on? I'm filled with negative thoughts. I'm in a really tough situation. That's what maybe you would think and I would think or maybe what I would say. I don't know. But here's what he says. He says one final thing. And he says you need to fix your thoughts. You need to fix your thoughts. Now, the word here, fix your thoughts, in the, in the original language is the idea of, this isn't just a, just have a thought here, just have a, have a simple thought. No, this was a calculated, all-consuming, get your mind behind, coming from the word of meditation. You need to fix your thoughts and meditate, be consumed, have a calculated thought process towards Christ, towards the things of God. Fix your thoughts. Now, the concept of meditation, what is meditation, right? We've heard of the term meditation. Meditation is to engage in mental exercise to focus one's thoughts. We see meditation happening all throughout the scriptures. Here's just a couple of verses to highlight. We see in Psalm 119, I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Psalm 143.5 says this, I meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done. The process of fixing our thoughts. However, in our era and where we are in the world, sometimes when we think about meditation, maybe all we're thinking about is, hmm, 
And we're, and we're just up, like, in the monks, up in the mountains, and it's just, we, you know, we are Indian style, just, you know, just thinking of, of, of this meditation, or it might seem a little one with nature, a little new agey, but the concept of meditation, where maybe Eastern meditation is the idea of emptying your thoughts, the meditation of God's way is filling our minds with his truth. But we struggle with meditation in our society today because we are so distracted. We are so busy. Maybe even as you're listening right now, you're distracted and you don't even know what I'm talking about because you're doing something else. And so here's a little wake up, come back to me here moment because we get so easily distracted by all the texts, the voicemails, the dings, the emails, the this, the that, all the screens. There's just, it's, we're just going crazy. It's so it's hard for us to meditate. This week, I was trying to write this talk. And for two days, I was trying to, to get it going and try to reframe this talk and get it all going. And I sat down five different times in five different places and got all set and got my coffee, got the music, got everything going. And I just never could get there. It took me forever to meditate, to stop so I could focus in on, on where I needed to go. And, and it was frustrating me. And, and then God literally hit me upside the head and said, hey, shut up. Be still. Be still, Travis. Stop. Hear from me. Remember, hear from me first. Be still. But it's so hard for us, isn't it, to be still? It's so hard for us to just shut up and meditate because of all the noises that are going on in our heads. A few weeks ago, I had the staff just walk around our boroughs facility where we're at. We're in a complex here in Plymouth uh, that is, is a million square foot building. And so I said, we're going to walk. We're going to prayer walk it three times. So the first time, it's about to be about two miles. So the first time, don't ask for anything. Just thank him for everything. So we did it. Second time, just ask him for anything. Vent to him. Third time, shut up. Don't say a word. Just be still and listen. And in that time that you're walking around on the be still time, if you feel like you need to say something in your head, just say, God, speak to me. God, speak to me. So... Sometimes, if you want to renew your mind, you've got to slow your mind. If you want to renew your mind to be transformed, you need to slow your mind to renew your mind. So when was the last time you slowed your mind? When was the last time you paused for even a minute and just meditated, not falling asleep, not going to bed, but for a minute with a focus to put your focus on God. So if you can't remember the last time, don't worry. I'm going to give you that opportunity right now. And so I know you're probably thinking, okay, what's going on here? But just let's, let's have a little fun today. Let's do a little exercise and let's just meditate. So wherever you're watching, I'm going to just for a minute, I'm going to put some music on. So we'll put some music on right now. Put the music on. And as the music's playing, just to kind of clear out some other noises that are happening, turn your phone off and whatever. And just take a minute, close your eyes, and as you're just sitting there being still, if you need to say anything in your mind, just say, God, speak to me. So you ready? Let's just do it. Here we go.
All right, there was a minute. <laughs> For some of you, that was like the longest minute of your life. What did he say? Did you hear anything? Maybe you heard something. Or maybe you were distracted. Or maybe you didn't hear anything on purpose. Sometimes he's silent on purpose. So that's one way, right? You just sit there and you're just like, God, speak to me, speak to me. And then he brings certain things and certain thoughts up into your mind. Another way of meditating that's really important for us to meditate, to be renewed, we slow down to renew, or we slow our minds to renew our minds is by just putting up a portion of scripture. And so I want to put up 2 Corinthians, another writing of Paul. I've been chewing on this in my coaching group as we go through foundations. And so one more minute. And this time, I just want you to just read the phrases, read the words on this over and over again. And then just see what pops up in your mind. So just slow your mind. Let him renew your mind by absorbing this truth. So, right, so here's another minute. Just keep reading through 2 Corinthians. out to you? Did anything pop out at you as you just sat there in silence and just had truth consuming into your mind? I mean, for me, this week, it's been this idea of this Christ-like fragrance, thinking, okay, God, how, what kind of aroma, what kind of fragrance of your virtues am I putting out into this world? And so it makes me evaluate that, bringing things to the surface, the good things and maybe even the not so good things. And then another line that popped out of me today was perceive differently. This idea that you always think that when you put out the virtues of Christ that you kind of assume that people are going to like it. But as this text shows us that some people aren't going to like it. And reminding me of how, oh, maybe that's why they don't want to be around me. Because of what the fragrance of Christ reminds them or takes their mind to. So why does this matter? Why does this matter? We, we, we slow our minds to renew our minds. Why does this matter? Because as we talked about last week, your life, my life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Your life, my life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. What comes into your mind, it literally comes out into your life. If you have negative thoughts, you're gonna have a negative life. But if you fill your life with God's truth and his positivity in your mind, then that begins to pour out. And so that's why Paul says, what does he say? Well, he says, fix your thoughts on what? Not the negative. 
fix your thoughts on what is true, integrity, what is honorable, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, what is admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. We have to train our minds. We have to take our minds back from the lies of the enemy and fill it with his truth constantly. We have to literally see where our wires have been crossed and uncross them and set them on the right path. If we don't control what we think, we won't be able to control what we do. So, two questions. And we talked about these questions last week, but we're going to revisit this. What stronghold is holding you back? What stronghold, what negativity, what lie from the enemy right now is holding you back, is keeping you in prison, that is literally holding you hostage? Maybe it's the idea that you're never going to get a break. There's just no way. It's always going to be this way. You're never going to get a break. Or you're always going to struggle with this relationship or in relationships in general. Because of what you've done, because of your life, because of your past, God will never be able to use you and you're just always going to be a flat out mess. What is it for you? What is the stronghold? And then what is the truth that demolishes that stronghold? What truth specifically can demolish that stronghold? That, you know what, I'm not what I buy. You know what? You know what? I'm not who comments on my social media. You you, you know what? I'm not going to be a prisoner to this addiction. I can overcome. He's for me. He's my provider. And you name that truth. You name that truth. And then when you name that truth, what are you going to do with it? You're going to name it. You're going to write it. You're going to think it. And then you're going to confess it. You're going to name it out. You're going to call it out. You're going to write it down. You're going to think on it, and then you're going to confess it until you believe it. Because sometimes, if we're honest, right, the truth that we say or that we read from God, sometimes it takes some time for us to believe it. And so, we're creating a new neural pathway in our minds to combat the enemy's lies. So maybe for you, maybe you're worried all the time. You're constantly worried all the time. So what are you going to do? You're going to write a declaration of truth over your worry. And you're going to say, because of Christ, I'm not anxious about anything. I cast my cares on God because he cares for me. I have the peace of God dwelling in my heart and ruling my mind. You name it. You write it. You think it. And you confess it until you believe it. Maybe you're struggling with God's will. And so... You write a declaration of truth, something like, my life belongs to God. Daily I seek him and daily he directs my steps. I know his voice and he leads me to his perfect will. You name it, you write it, you think on it, and you confess it until you believe it. Maybe you deal with lack of confidence. And so you write a declaration of truth from his word and you say, my confidence is in Christ and Christ alone because his spirit lives within me. I can do everything he calls me to do. You name it, you write it, you think it, and you confess it until you believe it. Until you believe it. I battle with a lot of lies. And it's interesting because last year or two years ago, We talked about this idea and we revisited this idea because we've all been through a lot in the last 
year or so. We've all had a roller coaster of emotions and it's weighed heavy on our mental health. I know I've had a roller coaster of mental things that have attacked me. And so what's interesting, February 7th, 2019, I wrote down the lies in my life that I was believing and then how it affected me. And then I wrote truths to combat those lies and I wrote a declaration for my life. And I really am challenging you to do an exercise, to do the very same thing for your life. Today, in the next 24 hours, last week we talked about getting one stronghold. I want you to sit down with a journal and I beg you, I mean, for your mental health, write down what are the lies that the enemy tells you. Write them all down. And then write down how do those lies affect you? What does it lead you towards? And then take time to combat them with the truth. Even if you don't believe the truth about them, write down the truth about them. And so it's interesting seeing two years later, have I read this every day? No, but I've revisited it. And it's amazing to see how it's helped my mental health. So two years ago, and still some of these lies I still believe. Travis, you're not good enough. You don't measure up. God, you won't show up in this. You shouldn't be doing this line of work, Travis. The world's ways are not as bad as we think. Then it leads me to think these things. It leaves me questioning my path and my purpose. It gets me unbalanced as a husband and a father. I start caring about what others think more than what God thinks. Why is that such a hard thing for me? To worry about what others think instead of just what God thinks. Man's approval versus God approval all the time. And then the pressure of my leadership and oversight starts to overwhelm me with anxiety, and then I want to grab onto control, but then it leaves me feeling out of control, which then leads me down a spiral, endless staircase of worldly, ugly thoughts for others and myself. Those are the lies, and those are what the lies do to my mind. But then I slow my mind, and I renew my mind, and here's the declaration of truth that I've spoken to myself for the last two years. I am a beloved son of the king of the universe. I put God first before anything else in my life. I have been forgiven and been made new. I love my wife, Jen, alone and only have eyes for her. And I will lay down my life to serve her. My children will be raised in a home that models how much God loves them and wants a real relationship with them. And I will have a strategy for it. I have been called to lead an expression of his local church with integrity and passion. I am gifted. I am creative. And I will use my gifts to bring God glory. I am a disciplined man that will strive for excellence, getting stronger daily. I will think the best of others and love with trust and not suspicion. I believe it is more blessed to give than to receive. I will make a dent for Jesus every day because of my words and my actions as I move around this city looking to share your story and how you've transformed my life. I name it. I wrote it down. I thought it. 
think it. I confess it until I believe it. And so I want to beg you in your life, no matter what stronghold you are struggling with, the strongholds in your life, I challenge you to take some time to renew your mind, to slow your mind, get all the lies, write them down. How do they affect you? And then combat them with truth and write a declaration over your life and keep reading it to yourself until you believe it about yourself. Let me pray for you. Father, right now I ask that whoever is listening that needs to renew their mind, that you would give them the focus to slow their mind down, to understand the lies and where it's leading them, and then combat them with truth. Give them the strength to do it. As we continue to pray, there are some of you that have been watching, and maybe you have never slowed your mind down long enough to recognize that there is a God who created you and who loves you and wants a real relationship with you. And you are listening this far for a reason and for a purpose. And so, hear the truth clearly. We all have fallen short and have a problem. That's a sin problem. You've messed up, I've messed up, we all have. But God loved you so much that he sent his one and only son Jesus here to die on a cross and to rise again to pay the penalty for it so that you wouldn't have to. And the scriptures tell us, he told us, that all who call upon him as Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, to be your God, that you will be saved and you will no longer pay that penalty and that you will begin a relationship with him that will last forever and that you will not perish, but you will have everlasting life. And so, if you want your life to be transformed, if you want your mind to be completely <laughs> flipped upside down and renewed by Jesus, then you can receive him into your life right now. And so wherever you're listening, just say, Father, here I am. I want to be renewed. I'm done believing the lies about you and about me. And right now I want to make you my king. I want to thank you for dying for me and for rising again for me to pay the penalty of my sin. Tell him that. I'm done running from you and I'm going to run towards you and I want to receive you, Jesus, into my life. My friends, if you prayed that, the scriptures say that you will no longer perish but have everlasting life. Amen. If you made that decision to move towards Jesus, to give him your life, I want to encourage you, don't walk alone. I just want to encourage you to, to just simply just text the word Mile City to the number on the screen. Just text the word Mile City to the number on the screen, and uh, we just can't wait to celebrate with you and just answer any questions that you might have. Now, as we close out today, before you go mow the lawn or go off on lunch or whatever you're doing. You know, all day, all week, it's really easy, right, for lies to just attack our minds. We hear lies all the time. They're coming at us full speed ahead. So 
What, what I want to do for a moment, the band's going to help me out here, and, and they're going to play a song. And as they play, what I want to do is I want to turn down the noise of the lies and crank up the volume of God's truth. And I want to just read out some of these declarations to you that actually two years ago I read these same declarations and I thought, you know what? These declarations are still the same. They're still true and we need to hear them over and over again. And so wherever you're listening, would you just receive these declarations of truth over your life before you head out, before you do what you got to do, receive these declarations for you over your life. Hear the words of God on your life. Did you know this? That you are strong and mighty. That you have the same power that raised Christ from the dead. That's dwelling inside of you. You are a weapon of righteousness in a world of darkness. You are not your past. You are not what you did. You are who God says you are. He says you are forgiven. He says you are redeemed. He says you are free. You are not a hostage to your unhealthy thoughts. The weapons you fight with are not the weapons of this world. You have divine power to demolish strongholds. You have the mind of Christ directing your thoughts. You have the word of God guiding your steps. You demolish every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And you take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Worry is not your master. You trust in God. His peace guards your hearts, guards your minds, guards your souls in Christ Jesus. Your God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and of sound mind. The Lord is your helper. You will not be afraid. You are not a slave to your habits. You're not a prisoner to addiction. You have been rescued from the power of darkness and brought it into the kingdom of God's light. You are empowered. You are chosen. You are called. You are the masterpiece of God, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared for you in advance. You are not a mistake. You're your God will bless you abundantly so that in all things and at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good work. Your God is for you. Your God is with you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Nothing can separate you from God's love. Not death, not demons, not the present, nor the past, nor power on earth will ever separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let's keep cranking up the truth of God in our minds. Crank it up. Crank it up. Oh uh-huh.